Typhoon Daksuri is gathering strength as it barrels closer to Taiwan. It was initially expected to make landfall in Taidong, but it's taken a turn towards the south and it's now projected to give the island a miss. But the Central Weather Bureau is still warning of fierce winds and swells at sea. It issued a maritime warning today at 8.30 p.m. A land warning is expected to follow on Tuesday. On Wednesday, the typhoon will start to make its closest approach, delivering heavy rains to Hualien, Taidong and Pingdong. As we move into Thursday, Duxuri will hit central and southern Taiwan with strong rains and wind. It won't be until Friday that the storm backs off, but even then, you can expect volatile weather brought by a surge of southwesterly winds. With Typhoon Duxuri on the horizon, Taiwan is bracing for impact. Travelers rushed back from the offshore islands on Monday ahead of the suspension of ferry services. In Tainan and Kaohsiung, farmers are hurrying to collect their crops before the storm. To minimize flooding damage, the Kaohsiung city government has prepared 160 water pumps and cleared out 20 detention basins. With the typhoon approaching, farmers in Kaohsiung Ziguan district are rushing to collect bok choy while the weather is calm. They fear losing their livelihoods. We will collect however much we can. If the floodwaters come and we can't drain it, we could lose it all. There are farmers willing to harvest. We'll use vacuum cooling. We've already set up the cold chain systems. Tainan is the biggest producer of avocados in Taiwan, and harvest season has just begun. With a typhoon on the horizon, farmers are speeding up crop collection. They secured avocado trees with metal pipes ahead of the storm. For us in Tainan, the wind will come in this direction, so we've secured the metal pipes on the north side. And it's not just farmers rushing to harvest. Kaohsiung's Water Resources Bureau is preparing for the typhoon. It's lined up 160 portable water pumps and emptied out 20 detention basins. Over in Taidong, travelers hasten to return from Green Island and Orchid Island before ferry services are suspended. We only had the chance to enjoy the sea. We didn't get to go to see some of the sights. We had to cut the trip short by a day and a half. I was going to come back on the 28th, but there will be no ferry starting tomorrow. So we decided to come back a few days earlier. I would rather come back than stay on the island without a way out. Ferries between Taidong, Green Island and Orchid Island will be suspended from Tuesday to Thursday. According to the Coast Guard Administration, 953 travelers returned to Taidong from Green Island Monday morning. 447 returned from Orchid Island. The 39th Hanguang War Games are underway. Early Monday morning, the military kicked off drills that focused on reserve force mobilization. A scheduled exercise at Taidong Airport was called off due to the incoming typhoon. The Defense Ministry says the cancellation is necessary due to safety considerations. Wind and rain, for the landing and takeoff of fighter jets or other aircraft, the main concern is crosswinds. Headwinds can actually shorten the flight distance. For example, when an aircraft carrier at sea is handling takeoffs and landings, it will point the bow of the ship into the direction of the wind. 
The Hanguang exercises are an important event for the military, so it has contingency plans for all kinds of natural disasters or other emergencies. When there's a typhoon, it's a typical response to modify the duration of components of the drills. 20 years ago, the 19th Hanguang exercise also coincided with a typhoon, and the military adjusted the duration and components of its maneuvers. So I wouldn't worry about the current adjustment. The Air Force's exercise can still proceed in the future. For instance, Taidong Airport is 2,400 meters long, and generally speaking, it can only handle the landing of ATR aircraft. Not even a Boeing 737 can take off there. But the military's F-16 or C-130 can take off and land normally on such a runway length. So this airport is an important alternate landing site for the military. The Taidong Airport drill was to be the first of its kind in the Hanguang War Games. Other high-profile exercises scheduled for this week include maneuvers at Taoyuan International Airport and anti-landing operations at New Taipei's Bali District. But with the storm moving in, these drills are also at risk of cancellation. The defense ministry says that combat readiness is an ongoing commitment. It says that cancelled exercises will be made up for with more intense training on base. Northern Taiwan came to a standstill on Monday for the annual Wan'an air raid drills. For half an hour starting at 1.30 p.m., people were required to stay indoors and drivers were asked to stop their vehicles on the side of the road. Though the MRT kept running, passengers were not allowed to leave any stations until 2 p.m. Taipei Mayor Jiang Wenan inspected the city's drill operations, which included a response to a mock missile attack. The sirens go off, and people rush to the nearest air raid shelter while staying low. The four-day Wan'an air raid drills opened on Monday, taking place in seven northern cities and counties, including Taipei, New Taipei, Jilong, Ilan, and Taoyuan. From 1.30 to 2 p.m., people were not allowed to exit MRT stations, and drivers were asked to stop their vehicles on the side of the road. A new feature of this year's drills is that each local government had to designate a township, city, or district to hold additional evacuation drills. It was very useful, very useful. I have no feedback to give. It's really not bad considering the resources we have. Over at Nangang Station, the government held a rescue drill simulating a missile attack, rehearsing evacuation and fire extinguishing protocols. Taipei Mayor Jiang Wan'an was at the scene. He also visited the sports pavilion at Nangang High School, a designated relief and aid center in wartime. We extended the duration of the drills this time to one hour. Of course, we seek cross-strate peace. But at the same time, we have to prepare for all possibilities from the enemy and be prepared to defend ourselves. These drills are necessary, and they are something I think we should be doing. All drills are designed so we can be prepared for emergencies. Of course, we'd rather emergencies not happen, but we still have to hold the drills. Going through the process raises awareness on what to do. On our city police app, we have a list of all the air raid shelters in Taipei. Both mayor and deputy mayor inspected the drills in several districts to ensure smooth operations. 
Today, we look at the contribution of Southeast Asian immigrants to Taiwan's street food culture. Food markets all over the country are enriched by the culinary expertise of immigrants from Vietnam and Thailand. First off, we're going to visit the stall of Nguyen Thi Cham, whose banh mi is beloved by locals. She adds a special Taiwanese ingredient that you might not find in any banh mi in Vietnam. Then we'll drop in on Zhang Li Xian, whose Thai green papaya salad is a perfect pick-me-up on a dry summer day. This Vietnamese banh mi stall at the edge of the market has been in business for almost 10 years. When the stall opens up, there's always a huge crowd of customers. They're big and very filling and cheap. They're less than 100 NT. The main thing is how fresh the ingredients are. There's so much taste in a single bite. This banh mi is 20 centimeters long and boasts the classic fillings like ham and pickled radish, as well as a more unusual slice of braised egg. The Vietnam-born stall owner, Nguyen Thi Chum, moved to Taiwan for marriage. Her old job in a factory offered very limited pay, so she decided to bring the delicious taste of her homeland straight to customers with a genius Taiwan-inspired twist. My own family were business people. They were all selling banh mi and pho. I thought I'm also more free and I don't want to stay at the factory, so I got out and started the stall. Next to Nguyen is a Thai snack stall that's equally popular. Stall owner Zhang Li Xian starts by shaving strips of green papaya, then mixes in chili peppers, garlic, and oyster sauce. Finally, green beans, tomatoes, and mangoes are added. Thai green papaya salad is quick and easy to make and can be customized to each individual customer's preferences. This is the number one Thai snack. Generally, Thai people love crab and fermented fish. We don't add those in here. We change it a bit. It's a bit blander. In Thailand, it's a bit spicier. Zhang is also an immigrant who brought her instinct for cooking to Taiwan. She opened the stall selling authentic and refreshing Thai street food 25 years ago. Southeast Asian cooks have contributed a huge part in the shaping of Taiwan's culinary culture in the 21st century. Vice President Lai Qingde received a group of French lawmakers on Monday. The delegation is led by Senator André Gatelon, Vice Chairman of the French Senate Committee on Foreign Affairs, Defense and the Armed Forces. Lai thanked Gatelon and the French Parliament for backing Taiwan's global engagement. He also urged France to keep its attention on the peace and stability of the Indo-Pacific. I would like to thank Vice Chair Gatolan for his work during the pandemic in 2020. He brought together 110 representatives from both houses of the French Parliament to sign a petition supporting Taiwan's participation in the World Health Assembly. Then, in 2021, this petition led to the passage of a resolution by both houses, backing Taiwan's participation in international organizations. I would like to thank Gatolan for his care and support for Taiwan, as demonstrated through concrete actions. Thank you. Taiwan and France are both democratic countries, and we both pursue the universal values of democracy, freedom, and human rights. Given the current direction of global affairs, democratic countries are facing the challenges of totalitarianism, and we're becoming increasingly united. I hope France will continue to focus on the peace and stability of the Indo-Pacific. 
Lai also touched on bilateral trade issues. He noted that Taiwanese solid-state battery maker Prologium has announced an investment of 5.2 billion euros for building a plant in northern France. Lai said he hoped that the trade ties between France and Taiwan would only continue to grow stronger in the future. President Tsai Ing-wen met Taiwanese business leaders from abroad on Monday. The delegation hailed from the World Taiwanese Chamber of Commerce. During the reception, Tsai asked the business leaders to invest in Taiwan's green energy sector. She also asked them to support Taiwan's entry to the CPTPP, or the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. Joined by Presidential Office Secretary General Lin Jialong and Overseas Community Affairs Council Minister Xu Jiating, President Tsai Ing-wen met the World Taiwanese Chambers of Commerce on Monday. Tsai reiterated her commitment to joining the CPTPP. We hope to negotiate a Taiwan-U.S. agreement to do away with double taxation and give our enterprises a more advantageous position. We also hope that the World Taiwanese Chambers of Commerce and Taiwan's international business community can use their influence to secure more support for Taiwan's CPTPP bid and strengthen the resilience of Taiwan's economy. Taiwanese industry is gradually becoming more environmentally sustainable as businesses move toward green energy targets. Tsai asked the delegation to also invest in Taiwan's green energy to improve the country's industrial competitiveness. I know that on this return visit to Taiwan, you all went to visit companies in the green energy sector, in the aerospace industry, and in the circular economy, and so on. They are all an important part of a bigger global trend. With the strong support from the government, these firms have grown continuously in Taiwan over the past few years. I warmly welcome you to all join in by investing in these sectors. Tsai said she hoped to seize international trade opportunities by turning Taiwan into an important global trade hub. She urged the delegation to invest in Taiwan's green economy as the country marches toward its net zero target. We turn to a therapy that's giving hope to people with keratoconus. Keratoconus is a rare corneal condition that can show up as a sudden vision loss. One local teen was diagnosed with it, and he was told he would, he would need a corneal transplant. But thanks to an ultraviolet light therapy now available in Taiwan, he was able to avoid invasive surgery. I felt really uncomfortable thinking about having to use someone else's cornea. Why couldn't I use my own? After the corneal transplant, there would still be many complicated procedures to deal with. This 15-year-old surnamed Wu had normal eyesight up until the fourth grade. That year, during the spring semester, his vision suddenly declined. In the fifth and sixth grades, the vision in my right eye got increasingly blurry. And then, when I was in junior high, it got even worse. I couldn't make out the words on the blackboard. My eyesight was so blurry. Exam questions are long, and I would have a hard time making them out. Staring at them for a long time took a toll on my eyes. By the year 2020, when Boo was in the seventh grade, he had 1,000-degree astigmatism in his right eye and 900 in his left. Even with glasses on, his vision was 0.1 in his right eye and 0.7 in his left. His doctor said he needed a corneal transplant, but he was able to avoid it thanks to a procedure called corneal cross-linking. 
It turned out that Wu had an uncommon corneal disease called keratoconus. About 2,000 to 10,000 people in Taiwan are afflicted with this condition. Some people experience no symptoms, so they don't know they have it. Some people have very severe symptoms that get worse and worse. Keratoconus is characterized by the thinning and bulging of the cornea. Its exact cause is not known, but doctors say it could be due to genetic factors or trauma to the cornea. Some Believe it can be caused by eye rubbing or even an enzyme imbalance. In the past, most keratoconus sufferers were advised to go to Europe or the U.S. for corneal crosslinking. Patients with this disease tend to have a softened cornea. If it's allowed to get worse and worse, there could be irreversible scarring or astigmatism that can't be corrected. In corneal crosslinking therapy, ultraviolet light is shown on the cornea. This prompts the recombination of the tissue's fibrous structure, increasing its firmness and keeping symptoms from worsening. Although this treatment is not covered by NHI, it's a ray of hope for many keratoconus patients. Losing teeth can be a big issue as we get older. Statistics show that 14% of Taiwan's over 65s have no teeth. Many people may be hesitant to visit the dentist, but the health ministry is urging older people not to put up with a mouth full of gaps. They're dangling subsidies of tens of thousands of dollars to help older people get dentures. We spoke to cookery teacher Wang Peiren, who suffered many gaps in her teeth for years. Finally, she decided to get a set of dentures, and she couldn't be happier with the choice. Crunches fill the room as Wang Peiren snacks on walnuts and peanuts. It's music to the ears of the septuagenarian cookery teacher. Half a year ago, she was missing several teeth and could barely chew on anything at all. I wasn't able to bite for many years. I couldn't chew. I couldn't bring my jaws together. Over the long term, it hurt my stomach. I wasn't willing to think about my teeth. It was only when one day my tooth fell out that I became willing to see a dentist. If older people have gaps in their teeth and can't chew anymore, it can cause nutritional deficits that can gradually damage organ function. Aside from how nice it is to eat, having good teeth is good for your health. My stomach is gradually recovering. Statistics show more than 14% of Taiwan's over 65s have no teeth, about 450,000 people. Subsidies for dentures are offered in every part of the country, up to a maximum of 40,000 NT. But only 66,000 people applied for those subsidies from 2009 to 2020. In rural areas, beside the cost issue, there is also the proximity of the dentist to consider. If the patient doesn't actively seek to get their missing teeth reconstructed with dentures, they may experience oral degeneration or a lowering of their oral functions, which is a disability. In recent years, the Ministry of Health and Welfare has proactively conducted promotional campaigns and denture subsidy schemes. There has been a decline in the rate of people having no teeth at all. But prevention is better than cure. Avoiding sugary food is helpful, and over 65s are urged to get a free fluoride varnish treatment every three months to prevent decay. A regular dental checkup is important too. If you do all that, a set of good teeth is well within reach. A Taoyuan convenience store is getting local disabled people to play a vital role in community life. The store in Taoyuan's Zongli district employs eight disabled people. They also provide expertly brewed pour-over coffee. 
An initiative of the Victory Social Welfare Foundation, the store uses accessible workflows, making employment easier to access for people with various disabilities. The foundation is committed to providing not just job opportunities, but also agency and freedom of choice for disabled people who want to work. An employee sorts products and scans barcodes to check they haven't expired. At this convenience store, all employees have a disability. More than 50 experts work together to simplify the complex workflows of the store. When a new employee learns the ropes here, the small and simple steps of the workflow are easier to master. I just want to be able to work hard and do my job properly, with no more issues, and I will do my best. I want to study hard and make the most of these opportunities. Taipei Victory Social Welfare Foundation began this collaboration with a convenience store chain more than 10 years ago. They run eight convenience stores of different types. This store incorporates a premium coffee shop and was opened in a local community with support from Taoyuan city government. The friendly, welcoming stores offer expert pour-over coffee as well as convenience store food products and the fresh fruit, veg, meat and fish that local households need. Victory Social Welfare Foundation was founded more than 20 years ago. We don't just want disabled people to have work, we want them to have the freedom to choose their work. So we established various new types of jobs in various areas, which offer more opportunities for contact with the community. The Taoyuan store currently has eight disabled employees. They plan to expand to a staff of 12. The simplified workflows allow colleagues with different abilities and disabilities to work together, each one enjoying responsibility in their areas of strength and playing an indispensable part in local community life.